0: Gorgeous gaming, stunning streams, unbelievable bandwidth. It's another Lifestyles of Gagillionaires. Meet the AT&T Fiber customers winning at life with Hyper Gig Speeds. Meet Gagillionaire Terry. While his love of streaming horror movies has him constantly on the edge of his seat, his internet bill won't give him a scare. Oh, don't go in there. I'm telling you. No data caps, no equipment fees, and no price increase at 12 months. Limited availability in select areas. Visit ATT.com slash hypergate for details.
1: What's up, Pop Talks fam? It's your girl, Morgan, of Morgan's Pop Talks. What is going on? Boy, oh boy do we have a show for you? I said that last week and I was listening back and I remembered it triggered a memory from my childhood. If any of you guys watched VeggieTales, yeah, I'm 28 years old and still subconsciously quoting VeggieTales. Anyways, we have a great show lined up for you today. Ryan Bailey is finally going to join. We have been trying to get this situated for months on end, but he is absolutely hilarious. We're going to talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey because they are top tier. And of course, our deep dive today, the Kristen and Craig debacle. And you guys, I think I cracked the case, truly. So you're going to want to hang on for that. But first things first, we're going to get into our pop three. What is going on with Adele? Because rumors were swirling this week. We all know that she canceled her Las Vegas residency, at least the first weekend of it. She made this video online saying that she's very upset that COVID had pretty much ruined it. You know, a lot of her staff came down with it, the team, you know, the production wasn't ready and she had to cancel. At first I was like, oh man, you know, that really sucks. Like that is horrible. I mean, I do have sympathy for her in that aspect, but then I kept seeing these TikToks. My opinion kind of started to change a little bit because I saw one specifically from this woman who's like, I booked a flight. I bought tickets. I paid to stay in Caesar's Palace. I've easily spent $6,000 for the show to be canceled 24 hours before it was supposed to happen. A, never spend $6,000 to see your favorite artist ever. That was her first mistake but B, I'm sure a lot of people had that experience and 24 hours is pretty late notice. I'm not sure if they're getting refunded. I I really hope that they are at least for the concert tickets, but I'm sure they won't get refunded for flights. And I read something about this pool, but she wanted this pool and it looked like a muddy pond. She said, Oh, a bloody muddy pond. Sorry. That was horrible. It's hard to say that. Let me get my best Adele on. I'm sorry. It looks like a A bloody, muddy pond. I don't know why I sound like Irish with a little bit of a lisp. I'm going to move on. Rumors were then swirling that she was fighting with her boyfriend, Rich Paul, and she couldn't get through a rehearsal without breaking down into tears. And I'm like, first of all, I hate the headline. It's pretty sexist, right? You would never see Justin Timberlake. Can't go on with his tour rehearsal because Jessica Biel is blowing his phone up. You know, you just would not see it. Or maybe you would. I don't know. But anyways, people are running with it. And at first I'm like, no, there's no way that Adele is going to let some man ruin her moment six years in the making. She hasn't had an album in six years. This is her comeback moment. She's in Las Vegas. You think a little fight with with Richie Paul is going to derail her? So then she gets on Instagram and she says, Hi, yeah, uh, so I'm really happy to say that I'm performing at the Brits next week and I'll also be popping in to see Graham for a chat on the couch while I'm in town too. I'm looking forward to it. Then at the end, she says, oh, and Rich sends his love. And to me, that seems like overcompensating. And maybe I'm just being too cryptic, too jaded for how often I read into social media posts. Trust me, I had to do a deep dive on Kristen Cavallari and Craig Conover. I've been reading deep, into Instagram captions for the past two hours. So maybe that's just where my mind is. But also, I'm like, oh, she should be very excited to perform at the Brits. But also, it's like she hasn't rescheduled anything for Las Vegas. And I, I honestly don't think that they're going to because I saw that Keith Urban is like taking over the weekends. So I don't know. It just reminds me of the Katy Perry moment where. Russell Brand, you know, essentially divorced her via text three minutes before she was supposed to go on stage. She wiped the tears. She put that smile on her face and she went out there and she performed. And that's hard to do. And I give her mad props because obviously I am a huge proponent of your mental health coming first. But at the same time, when you're a millionaire, I believe that the show must go on. Anyways, that's my two cents on Adele. Let's move on to headline number two, a cast trip from hell for the real housewives of Beverly Hills. This is amazing. And I talk a little bit more about this with Ryan, how quickly social media has become more of a reality TV show than the TV shows we watch back six months later. So the real housewives of Beverly Hills are filming literally as we speak. They took a cast trip to Colorado and it seemed to be a wild, Ride. So this was posted on Queens of Bravo, great Instagram account if you want to keep up with all things Bravo. And this was from a local Colorado or an Aspinner, I don't know, slid into their DMs and said, "Dorit helped Erica pack last night, and they both left Aspen." That ended up not being true, by the way, but we'll get into that. Things got heated on the topic of Erica. Lisa Rinna was mocking Dorit. Lisa said, "You can't self-medicate with pills and alcohol," referring to Erica. A producer had to step in and they stopped filming. Then all the girls made an agreement to not name call anymore and filming resumed. Apparently, Erica has been drinking a lot lately and the other women are concerned, allegedly, from this anonymous source. Noting that Lisa had allegedly mentioned an intervention, although not in the terms of rehab. They continued. rena seems to be in a good place with Garcelle and Sutton. And it sounded like rena has gotten to a point where she can no longer defend Erica. There was talk of Erica being in a really bad place and triggered by anyone referring to victims. Apparently, an alliance has formed between Diana, the newbie, Doree, and Erica, which we did see pictures of them shopping together. So there was definitely a cast divide. And we also saw a picture of, I believe it was one new cast member, Crystal. Garcelle and Sutton. So it it really does seem like there seems to be a split. And then all Kathy Hilton begging her husband, Rick Hilton on Instagram to come pick her up. This is, this is such a Kathy Hilton thing to do. Rick posts a photo of, of, it's a horrible photo. It is something that a 70 year old man would post on his Instagram. It looks like a picture of a backyard, but it's kind of blurry. And the caption says TGIF. Like if my grandfather was using Instagram, That's what he would post. But then Kathy Hilton comments on it like, please pick up your phone. I need you to get me out of here. Oh, my gosh. Does she not know that the Bravo fam has eyes everywhere? But it's such a Kathy Hilton thing. I am absolutely obsessed. So people are thinking, obviously, that this was referring to the fight that went down. It's also interesting because tons of legal stuff came out. With the Girardi Files this weekend. Every time I say the Girardi Files, the Law and Order SVU theme song starts playing in the back of my head. Welcome to the Girardi Files. Okay. Which, if you don't know what the Girardi Files is, it's a little series I do on my TikTok and my Instagram where I try to keep up with the latest legal woes, but it's very difficult because there's a lot of them. So we saw this headline Erica Jane has been dismissed from Tom Girardi's embezzlement and fraud lawsuits. And everyone's like, hip hip hooray. You know, all the Erica stands. Erica posts a photo of her like on stage in a latex suit with like her fist in the air. Like she's rising from the ashes when really that's not what it was at all. They just are refiling the lawsuits in California. It's just stupid. Honestly, like Erica Jane resharing all these page six articles and all this us weekly articles, like, She's dropped. She's dropped. But I didn't see her share any articles about the fact that they were being refiled in California. It's just dust, you know? It's just dust. All right. Let's move on to the final headline this week. The hot mic heard round the world. Lisa Barlow slammed her bestie Meredith Marks in the last minute of this week's Real Housewives of Salt Lake City episode. I mean, it was intense. Everything from you know, sleeping around with all of New York, half of New York, 70% of New York. I don't know the logistics. Said so families are posers, which I haven't heard somebody use that phrase to like diss somebody in 20 years. Like you're a bunch of posers anyways. And said that her husband switches jobs every five minutes on watch what happens live. Meredith said when Lisa apologized to me later on, she told me that somebody told her that I said her house was ugly and that's why she felt the the tirade was justified. My house is ugly. I don't care. It seems like there might have been trouble in paradise between the besties for a while. Meredith also said on watch what happens live. I had certain clues like her blocking her Instagram stories from my husband and children things that were said to me from other people. But this level of hate is far beyond anything I could have ever imagined She also said, maybe it's projecting. I don't really know. I know Seth and I have been very honest. We've had moments where we've dated other people. Of course, she was referring to her 2019 separation from her husband, Seth Marks. She said, we have not dated a lot of other people. I could not even have 10 boyfriends because I've never slept with 10 people in my life. One thing that Meredith did give kind of, I don't want to say kudos or props, But she did say, you know, Seth does change jobs every five minutes because by nature of what he does, he should be switching jobs. Just what I think that Salt Lake City, I'm like kind of over it because to me, it's just a bunch of, you know, ladies fighting about who's friends with whose. They suck me right back in. Ooh, you want to hear this rumor? I also heard that Mary is in fact filming for season three, that this is just all a facade that even the cast thinks that she's not filming and then she's just going to poop. Show up sometime So TBD on that Alright guys Coming up next We are going to get Into our deep dive Kristen and Craig Is it true? Did they hook up? Did they not? We need the timeline All the details Next Hang up
2: Oh we could We could fly
0: This is your summer That means six flags In the taste of an Ice cold Coca-Cola We're talking Thrilling coasters Amazing animal Attractions And this (sighs) Coke is summer refreshment, so you can hop on another ride, like the all-new Sidewinder Safari. Six Flags and Coca-Cola, come make it yours. Visit sixflags.com coke to save up to $20 off passes or daily tickets starting at $39.99.
1: Time now for the deep dive portion of the podcast. Every single week, I ask my lovely listeners, what do you want to know more about? And this week, the overwhelming majority of you wanted to get a timeline, first of all, on the Kristen and Craig situation. And who do I believe? So let's go to this week's deep dive question. It is from Megan. Hey, Morgan. This is Megan from Augusta, Kansas. I cannot stop thinking about the Kristen and Craig drama. Please tell me that you have a timeline. And do you believe Kristen or Craig's version of the story? Love you so much, girl. Thank you, Megan. Lie less. Is that how you say it? Love you like a sis. Lie last. Yeah, we'll go with it. Who do I believe? I'm leaning towards Kristen. Believe it or not. There are a whole world of possibilities. I will break them down for you, and I'll tell you what I think happened, but we must start from the beginning, the timeline of it all. Here's what Craig said in December. We've been having a lot of fun. It was a new friendship. Kristen had reached out to me a couple months ago, and she came with Justin. He hit it off with them. We were down in Nashville filming the first episode of our podcast, Pills and Beer, and she's our first guest. It's just one of those things. We just all hit it off, and we're great. So this is what made me think at first that it was Kristen and Craig that were hooking up because specifically on the podcast episode that Kristen was on, he said, you know, Kristen slid into my DMs, but I had a girlfriend or have a girlfriend. I can't remember specifically. And Kristen was like, whoa, 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 whoa. I didn't slide into your DMs because I was trying to hit on you. I was just trying to like, you know, get our friend group together. So then again, in December, Us Weekly asked about Austin and Kristen getting together. Craig said this. I think you saw our chemistry the other night. This is talking about when they did that Instagram live. When Taylor Swift comes on, all the walls come down and apparently we go live. We'll have to see what happens. I don't know. I can't speak for them, but I think you'll see a lot of the four of us in the future. Okay. That was in December, January, 2021. That was when the Madison blow up happened. She was jealous that they were all hanging out with Kristen, told the world she hooked up with Kristen's ex-husband of 10 years. Jay Cutler. Okay. So the dust kind of settled for a little bit because I feel like it needed to, you know? So let's move on to April 2021. Craig told Us Weekly that there was a chance that Kristen could appear on Southern Charm. This is important. Revealing that he expected her to attend the opening of his Sewing Down South flagship store in Charleston later that year. Kristen responded to this saying, They say, never say never, but I can confidently say, I'm never going to do Southern charm. I love Craig. I don't know. I don't know why he was saying that stuff. So here's our first example of Craig saying something that Kristen had to refute. And it might seem small, but it is still an example. You know, him saying, yeah, she could appear on Southern charm. And then her saying, I'm never going on Southern Charm. On one hand, it could just be that he thinks she will be in attendance at, you know, the opening of Sewing Down South and maybe the camera pans to her when she's there in that retrospect. On the other hand, it could be, oh, Kristen's here. Let's mic her up. She's a reality TV star, which she says this about the hookup rumors too. Are you using her name, quote unquote, for some kind of leverage? Okay. Just ponder. I'm not saying that I believe that at this moment, but it's just something to think about. In May, 2021, enter Page, which by the way, we totally hit the nail on the head with that one here at Morgan's Pop Talks. The golf outing was in May. Remember when I was like, Paige DeSorbo is not going to a golf outing unless she's hooking up with Craig. And what do you know? that's when they started hooking up. So that was in May. Enter page. June, 2021, the gang back in Charleston. Kristen had posted a photo of the four of them with the caption that said, charmed, I'm sure. This is when the Instagram stories, the pictures started to roll around. Honestly, they all looked pretty drunk. The four of them have photos in Craig's store. I went back and looked and like, you know that so what wall that's in Craig's store. There was a picture of Paige, Craig, and Austin. And it said like, 35 weeks ago in front of the so what sign. And then the picture of the four of them was like 32 weeks ago. So it's just around the same. This is happening around the same time. Paige is in the mix and Kristen is in the mix. A month later, Kristen goes on her Instagram and says, I haven't dated anybody in months. These two guys who I have been linked to for the past year are my friends. That's it. I've never dated either one of them. I can guarantee that I'm not going to date either one of them it's possible for a grown woman to be friends with a grown man. I've never dated either one of them. I can guarantee that I'm not going to date either one of them. October, 2021, Paige and Craig make it official. So now we're here and we're seeing the footage of what went down that summer. And in the past episode, Craig said, I've hooked up with her before, adding that Austin is jealous, saying that he hates that I was making out with Kristen you know, seemingly confirming that he and Kristen were more than friends at one point. Obviously, we know the first episode of Summer House was the 4th of July weekend. So this is about the second week of July. Kristen responded and said he's making it up. It's not true. This is a source close to Kristen exclusively told us after the Summer House episode aired. They never hooked up. She thinks that Craig is just capitalizing on her name. So there's the timeline. Let's get into the theories. The question is, why would Craig lie about that? First, let me just say how botched the editing job on that episode was. Go back and watch it. Did you notice all the whispering that was done between Paige and Lindsay did not match the way that their mouths were moving? And shows do that a lot where they will take different clips and put it over a different scene. Like if you ever see the back of somebody's head, But you don't see them actually speaking. Chances are that the editors are splicing things together more so for the reaction of the other person. So I remember specifically at one point, you do see Paige. Lindsay's back is towards the camera and you see Paige and the subtitles are on as if Paige is talking, but it is not matching up with the way that Paige's lips are moving. And then you see Paige and Lindsay aren't even on camera. And they're having these subtitles at the bottom of the screen like it's happening in real time. So possibility number one, why would Craig lie? He would lie to create drama and produce better ratings for the show, especially because of all the crossover. Even Justin Anderson, Kristen's BFF, who was in the mix of the four, posted on his Instagram story, I'll always speak up on what don't seem right. TV slash media is for entertainment and ratings. I trust nothing. And I know what you're thinking. That's a long shot, Morgan. Really? Why would Craig lie about that for ratings and possibly ruin his chances with Paige? When I watched it, it kind of struck me that Paige didn't seem that upset. And on one hand, you could say, well, they were both not exclusive. They clearly stated that they were hooking up with other people. So why would Paige be crying? But she ran to his room. Like, Sprinted and then they sit on the bed and they have this very flirty conversation about Kristen. And it's like, is Paige trying to play it cool that she's, you know, not upset? If it were me, I would not have been that calm, cool, and collected. And maybe we'll give her the benefit of the doubt and say that that just was her response. But if you go back and watch it again with all these question marks in your head, I think you'll see the episode differently, honestly. And here's the very major important factor that everybody seems to be forgetting is Craig's ex-girlfriend, Natalie, who Craig was dating while filming Winterhouse. When did Winterhouse start filming? February of 2021. So between the first hangout with with the foursome in October of 2020 to February of 2021, There's a five-month window worth of time that Craig could not have been hooking up with Kristen without actively cheating on his girlfriend, okay? So we're just going to assume that he was not hooking up with Kristen in that time. Craig only announces that he has broken up with Natalie on May 1st on an episode of Pillows and Beer. So let's say that they broke up in late April because, you know, I'm sure that they didn't break up on May 1st In May 1st, Craig went on the podcast and said that they were broken up. But what did Paige say on the show? We've been hooking up for two months now. Well, let's do the math. They got there. Their their kickoff weekend was July 4th. At least that's the way that it seemed on the show. So they broke up in May, essentially. That's two months. May, June, July. So if Paige is hooking up with Craig in two months, either there's a little bit of crossover there in time frame or Craig literally broke up with Natalie and immediately started hooking up with Paige. I don't know how many times Craig went to Nashville. But I would assume that they would post something about the trip. But we do know about the one trip to Charleston in June. So did Kristen and Craig, quote, hook up then? It's possible. You know, people are saying, why would Craig lie? Why would Kristen lie? She's single. She was very public about dating Jeff Dye. She was public about having fun with Chase Rice. She even said via People a quote. She's just been having fun. I haven't wanted a boyfriend, but I'm currently not dating anyone. So if she did hook up with Craig, let's say they made out on this one occasion where she went to Charleston, why not just say that? Why is it okay for Kristen to have fun quote well, with Chase Rice, but not Craig Conover? I just don't get it. I feel like she she would admit to it because she's single and she has admitted to having fun with other people. Look, the more Summerhouse is talked about. The more successful it is. And the more successful the show is, the more successful the players in the show are. I don't know. I also think there could be a different definition of what hooking up means for everybody. I think if anything happened between the two of them, it was just a kiss and not anything else, which what do we hear Paige say in the trailer? It wasn't, are you still kissing her? Are you still making out with her? It was, are you still blanking her? Which I don't think they did. I feel like. There's probably some gray area where maybe they were a little flirty on one occasion, but the timeline, at least from what we know, maybe there's stuff going on behind the scenes that we don't know, but the timeline that I laid out for you does not give Craig and Kristen a whole lot of time to be actively hooking up in the sense that they are sleeping together. And I feel like Kristen is single. She has admitted to being in a relationship with Jeff Dye, admitted to having fun with Chase Rice. Well, why would Craig be any different? And you know, I hate this comment that I've been getting on my social media pages about Kristen isn't better than Summer House. Come on, you're joking. Let's just look at the following. Kristen Cavallari has 4.2 million followers. Let's see how many followers Craig has. 795,000. 4.2 million, 795,000. So yeah, I think that Craig maybe could have something to gain being linked to a Kristen Cavallari. So I'll let you guys make your own assumptions. Like I said, there's two sides to every story and I feel like the truth lies somewhere in the middle, but I think that they're definitely playing it up for the cameras. And uh, yeah, that's my opinion. To end this week's episode, we're going to talk about the Real Housewives of New Jersey. Top-tier franchise. Could not wait for the season premiere. And we are joined by a good friend of mine. You know him. You love him. From Instagram. From his podcast. Please welcome Ryan Bailey.
2: What up, Pop Talk Nation? I uh,
1: love it. My question is: Do you ever just go by Ryan? Because I feel like people have to call you like you are Ryan Bailey. You're not just Ryan. When I grew up,
2: people just called me Bailey, and I I I really liked that. But it was my last name, so I would love to encourage people to call me Bailey because I just think it sounds cooler. But Ryan Bailey is now just kind of associated. Cause I say it like, so that good with Ryan Bailey. This is Ryan Bailey. And I say it repeatedly. So I think it's kind of in people's heads, but by the way, there's a lot of different Ryan Bailey's. There's a soccer player, Ryan <laughs> Bailey. There's a, there's a gay porn star oh, named Ryan God. Bailey. And I, 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 this is probably a PG podcast, but it was like one day I showed up on somebody's uh like, looks like you've been doing film. And it was like, <laughs> you know, and I was like, Oh my God. So, there's a lot of Ryan Bailey's doing some amazing things out there.
1: And I need to know why your nickname on the Zoom right now it's not a Zoom, but the video is
2: Tiki. Yeah, to celebrate Real Housewives of New Jersey's new friend of husband, Tiki Bailey. I love that. I just love the name Tiki. <laughs> yeah, Tiki's a great name.
1: Okay, so now we will call you Ryan Tiki Bailey.
2: Yeah, Tiki. Yeah, Tiki Bailey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah all
1: right you guys well our ladies of new jersey officially back same cast Teresa, melissa jennifer marge Dolores, jackie and as ryan mentioned we have a newbie is it bad that i know her as tiki's wife like what is what is even her actual name i forget
2: i gotta tell you i don't know the (laughs) name like that's what's so great though is that i don't i don't even bother knowing a lot of their names the only name of the newbies Like I know Maya and Alex from Summer House, but Alex is just because I keep talking about how much ground turkey eats. So like I have to keep saying it, but I don't figure I'll know her name until like seven episodes in.
1: I know. And I feel bad. And I feel like it's probably very sexist that I call her Tiki Barber's wife, but I just cannot remember her name for the life of me.
2: Well, listen, when you're married to such a icon like Tiki Barber, I mean, you've got to be known as T I don't even know. I guess he's a football player. I don't really know who he is
1: either. So I guess it's not that bad after yeah. all. I like to do power rankings on my pages like every time there's a season <laughs> premiere. But I won't ask you specifically cuz there's six of them, but I do want to know who was your favorite and who was your least favorite.
2: Um my favorite I I really think and this is going to be a bad nobody's going to like this. I think this could potentially be Melissa Gorga's year in the sense that I feel like she's almost in Falling into the Kyle Richards spot, where she's not like she's almost so middle of the road. She can like get us like the only question about Melissa Gorga is Joey Gorga of like how does that actually work in some yeah. ways. But I think she's so harmless. You know, at the same point gets it and try like she's such such a middleman. And I kind of like middlemen, um, so to me that was like I'll be interested to see if she can rise because Teresa, she's a legend, but at the same time, it's it's there's a not a Kelly Dodness in a in a horrible way, but a Kelly Dodness in the fact that you know that when you're arguing with Teresa, she's not fully getting right. it. like she's not fully there. And my my least favorite, even though it'll be the most favorite in terms of content, Jennifer Aiden uh, had a horror. I mean, like really, between the nose and the admission of the Bill's infidelity and the fact of you girls are so mean when this girl has been nothing but mean for past seasons. The fact that now she's going to play a sympathy card is wild.
1: Okay, so we'll get into all of those details because those are all actual questions that I have for you later. But we start off with a bang. It's all about the Louis video. I remember exactly where I was when I saw the Louis video.
2: Do you? I was in Same. bed, as I usually am. <laughs> no, and I, it was, I was scrolling on my phone, and I'll always remember when I saw it. Yeah, I, go, I would like to come back to you. In your house, I my heart feels your heart. No, and then the other guy's like, hey, come on, not that BS. No, no, that's your brain. I would like my heart to enter your heart again. And there's all the scariest looking dudes. They look like like Batman's enemies and they're like like, like henchmen in the background. They're all like, this is my friend Tony. He is my leader. Like, it's so bad. My
1: question is, how do you end up in that situation? Like, does Louis go into that retreat, we will call it, knowing that, it's a full-on cult, or do you think that he went in thinking like, "Oh, we're gonna go on a nice vacation"?
2: No, I think he knew. Like, I think it's so hard because you have on one hand the Louis thing is so fascinating because that video creep us all out. And by the way, he looks like a California raisin. He's like burnt to a crisp in the video. He look, I mean, he he looks like like if they cast somebody good looking as Kramer and Seinfeld. His hair is all like <laughs> yeah. wacky and like he just looks dazed. But like, I think he knew what he was getting. Like, I think Louis likes intense experiences. The thing that's confusing me about Louis, though, is that you got Frank Catania Jr. saying he's a great guy, huge heart. You say, you know, you mm-hmm. have these people sticking up for Louis, yet all of Louis's exes have been very vocal about how weird Louis is. So I don't know what to think, too, because he supposedly has this great business. But the, uh, you know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, no, it's just-
1: absolutely. And it's like in frankie jr we trust like no lie can come out of any catania's mouth in my opinion but people like frankie jr who knows him on this surface level obviously does not have the type of relationship that these exes have and i feel like that video is just so i mean it's so bizarre and if you're listening to this and you actually don't know because you would be surprised when i was watching it yesterday I got a lot of DMs with people being like, what's this video? I mean, how would you explain the video?
2: Well, I would explain a video where it looks like he's on some kind of like prison release program (laughs) where he's like picking up trash on the side of the road, but it's a beach. And I've read more about the, the quote unquote cult and what they make these guys do. But, you know, they really put them through this intense boot camp in order to fix like relationships in their life. And they really push them to a... Physical extreme, which I imagine they're just in the sun all day. And that's why he's like burnt to a crisp, but you really have to go like, you know, I guess they break you down to the point that, you know, they go on minimal sleep. They go on, you know, all of this stuff. And I just, I don't even know. Like, it's just one of those. That's why reality shows are so amazing because things like this exist. People like this exist. You know, people are like, movies are crazy. And it's like, no, real life yeah. is crazy. You're not seeing many movies with something like this. Cause all the, like, I would go to that thing and be like, everybody here looks insane. <laughs> like, why would I ever, this will not make me fixed at all? Like, this is so scary. And do you think, and even Joey Gorgas, Joey Gorgas, like, yeah, it's not my thing, bro. I don't. Uh, I told him no. I told him no. <laughs>
1: Do you think that Teresa is really as, like, laxed about it as she sees? I think she's secretly freaking out inside, but it's a pride thing.
2: It's a mystery to me. Like, I don't know, really, because in my head, I'm like, oh, maybe she's in misery behind the scenes and they're always fighting. But I haven't really seen that on the mm-hmm. show. And then even Teresa's daughters in this says, oh, yeah, like, we'd agree to move in with Louis if we didn't like him. So, like, I don't know what to believe because we hear all of these rumors Like, I know Teresa does have a great, I mean, obviously, we've seen her turn a blind eye to previous relationships to the point where it got her in prison. But I don't know how much on the daily basis she pays attention to this stuff. I want to believe that behind the scenes, it is just a mess with those guys, because then it would add up to what we've seen from this video and what we've heard from all of his exes. Now, I want to believe in forgiveness. I want to believe that people can change. But in reality, usually people aren't able to change Mm -hmm. or only in slight ways. So I don't know. And we've seen Teresa be fooled before. We've seen... And if you watch Real Housewives Ultimate Girls Trip, we I mean, this is, to me, what the ladies have told me is the definition of love bombing. Mm. He wrote her a, a Hallmark card every day that she was on the girls' trip, which we haven't seen that behavior since Brooks on Real Housewives of Orange County with Vicky, you know? Yeah.
1: And then did you see Teresa on Watch What Happens Live? There's this clip now that's gone really viral about the prenup situation, about how they're not doing a prenup. And even Gia is like and is gia studying to be a lawyer and she's like
2: criminal law she's like
1: i don't want them to have a prenup that is very odd to me
2: gia i don't get either like there is like this distortion of reality field around that family where gia is like sometimes i'm like oh man she totally gets it she totally gets it and then other times she's like don't make me go there i cannot like something cut and dry to me is seems like it's very i like I, i i don't understand how I know it's her father and all that, but like, I think she could also understand why Joey Gorgo right. would be like really skeptical because he literally did put his wife behind bars. Like that would, I, I, the fact that Gia doesn't seem to be able to understand that that's where these bad feelings for her father come yeah. from and that this potentially could happen again. And she's got to watch it because those, those are patterns that she could repeat. Eventually we saw her boyfriend in the audience and he seemed like a a nice kid, but you just never know. Yeah.
1: Well, I want to move on to the other side of the family, Melissa and Joe. Now I know you said that Melissa was your favorite of the episode, which is
2: uh I mean I would Well no 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 you know I I'm going no, see, I didn't be favorite of the episode because sometimes my favorite of the episodes right, right. involve like Jennifer Aiden, the bad mm-hmm. person. I'm just saying I have high hopes. She's just so middle of the road that I'm like, it'd be interesting to see her rise in that kind of Kyle Richards way where now she's like the head of Beverly Hills. Well,
1: the very first... Well, one of the very first things that we get out of Melissa in one of her confessionals is, oh, Joe and I, we're in a much better place, which to me screamed the fake marriage storyline last season. Like, I really do not think that it was fake. Everyone was speculating last year that they didn't actually have marriage problems and that they were just using it, which, look, every marriage goes through, you know, their fair share of ups and downs but to bring it on like as a whole storyline that Melissa is working too much. And do you, they literally just glazed over it and we're like, yep, we're all better now. She's not working as much. I found that odd. Well,
2: see, that's why I thought, I hate to keep bringing up Ultimate Girls Trip, but it is premiering on Bravo, I think this week, actually tonight after OC, I believe. But Melissa even said that her and Joey's relationship has definitely been affected by Jersey in the past. And there's been many nights where it's like, oh my God, we're fighting because of the show. This could ruin us. So I don't know if that meant last season, but I definitely, because also Joey has that kind of Teresa Giudice disconnect from reality sometimes with his brain where and Melissa admits to being very jealous for some reason. It's a relationship that I don't necessarily see how it completely works. Mm-hmm. Melissa gets a sense of humor and we see Joey Gorga doing stand up, and he's like, He's I mean, guys, I'm no joke, he's doing stand up about jacking off a dog. It was so like that's his cringe. big He's like, Yeah, hey, he's dog he, come, he doesn't have hands to jerk <laughs> I, let, let me help but, you. Let me help you over here and I was like wait, what? What is the joke here? He's known as like the Dave Chappelle of Jersey right now.
1: It's so interesting. I noticed that Joe Gorga had, first of all, more confessionals than his wife, Melissa, who is the real, you know, the real housewife. And I would say Joe Gorga had the most confessionals out of anybody in that episode besides Teresa. Do we see that on any other franchise? Because I don't remember a house husband ever getting that much airtime.
2: No, but uh, it's perfectly understandable why he is like a Jersey housewife at this point, because he is involved in so much of the drama personally. And it really, he serves those producers so well because he's willing to say (laughs) stupid things that will then get get Teresa upset. I mean, part of the reason Melissa's probably been on so long is because of Joey Gorga, because it's like, yeah, let's keep... But in in a sense that I feel like Melissa has been able to rise because of that. It's just that she rises above Joey so much where I'm like, how does she put up with that sometimes? But yeah, Joey gives more dirt than most of the housewives.
1: (laughs) I know we love him for it. It's like you can't you can't be too hard on him because the husbands, in my opinion, make this franchise different and makes it in my opinion the best
2: yeah i mean i i do think in a lot of ways it's very comforting to have this on the air again it is one of the guy groups that i do enjoy seeing and it just points out the fact too that most guy groups just will never be nearly as dramatic as female friend <laughs> groups because they always just laugh yeah we even see at that party at the end you yeah. know like margaret's husband's talking to joey and he's like yeah i don't know uh, <laughs> i don't know yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's like, it's kind of refreshing. It gives you, a, like, a, to remember, like, oh, yeah, things aren't all that bad. Like, they're over there, not with the a care in the world.
1: Let's move on to another big storyline. Of course, Jennifer. I mean, the whole episode, besides the Louie of it all, was about Jennifer, whether it be about her nose job, getting iced out. And then, of course,
2: did she get a nose job? <laughs> oh, I don't, I don't think she did. Did she? No, yeah. I'm excited. I'm excited to see her, her version of uh, the Who's from Whoville. <laughs>
0: <laughs> like it was such a
2: no wait i'm sorry like if she's gonna be honest about plastic surgery we should be able to be honest that i don't i i've never had plastic surgery yeah. yet but i will say i don't believe that looked great right. it made me almost like i hated when naomi from southern charm got a nose yeah. because i thought she was so perfect looking and like it was so interesting and now i was like okay it's just like this button thing and but she took it even a step further where it seems like it points directly up to the sky. Yeah. If you look at it from an angle. And it's
1: sad because I don't think she needed it. Re- I, really, it's not. All. Look-
2: like not at all. No. I mean, her body looked like amazing last season. Like she had worked all, you know. I thought there was these amazing things that she did do. And that's why I always get confused because it always seems like if you're in that market to improve yourself, everybody always takes it one step too far.
1: Yeah, definitely. And it's the
2: step, you know, it's like Vicky Gundelson coming back to OC that one season with a full facelift <laughs> and it hadn't settled yet. And everybody was like, damn, what the <laughs> hell, you know?
1: Because she wrote this big, long post. I'm sure you saw it before the episode aired where she's like, I'm going to look a little different. In this first episode, I was still healing. It, it was long. Like, I could not get through it because it was so long. So on one hand, I'm like, you know what? At least she is getting out in front of it. She's not, like, hiding behind it. She's like, look, I know I'm going to look different. I was still healing. I was so Wait, wait, swollen. there's no
2: way she could. <laughs> wait, there's no way she could hide it. Come I know, on. Morgan, I know you're like, right. There's no way.
1: I just do yeah. feel bad for her. I don't know why. I have, like, a soft spot for her.
2: No, because she, no, because I think she uses people like you because I think she, I think she relies on that because I've seen this girl be meaner than all of those girls combined at some point. And now she's like, oh, woe is me, please. Why are you girls so mean? I'm like, you can dish it out. But now that you realize you're being shut out of a lot of things, now it's like, everybody's so mean to me. You reap what you sow, period. (laughs) Like I don't I do not feel bad for her. I love her, but I don't feel bad for her.
1: Yeah. So I wanna kinda get into what you're talking about, and this will be kind of our last talking point because we do end with Jennifer versus Marge, and they kind of get into the reunion, which feels like so long ago when that happened. I remember when all those Instagram posts came out and it was just like I felt like I was a like a pinball on that game that we used to play on like Windows ninety-eight. You know what I'm talking about? Where they just (laughs) go all over the place. But whose side were you on when it came to that, when it was like Melissa v. Jennifer? Because I was on... I'm, you're going to say Melissa, and I was on Team Jennifer.
2: I understood both sides, but I always also think if you can get out of the season alive, why are you... I mean, I don't know. Like, I feel like at this point, there's some recognition on both sides of stirring up drama mm-hmm. or stirring up the pot. Because in my reality, I would have gotten out of there and been like, okay, I want to keep my mouth to you know shut. I'll talk to my family about this, and we'll talk next season. But Jennifer went ahead and did that extra step and just called it right out on Instagram. So essentially, I think she just like, Hey, look, I'm creating my own content for next season. (laughs) And unfortunately, it coincided with bad plastic surgery, potentially, and her husband cheating on her.
1: Yeah. And I mean, it's just so wild to me because we're entering like a new era of reality TV where social media moves faster than the show airs back to us, right? So we're seeing everything that they have talked about on the show. Really play out on our timelines six months ago.
2: I feel like I will be pitching a show to Bravo, where it is the week in Bravo social media, and we have a team of like four correspondents, and we back it up like because most Bravo like there's like twenty percent the diehards like us that know everything and every little thing, but the, the the vast majority of people that watch these shows have no clue about all the stuff that goes on behind the mm-hmm. scenes, so it's like they're playing catch up and. It's like a Bravo Cliff Notes kind of a thing. Of you, you know, like a team of, you know, diehards or can walk you through the week in Bravo because Bravo right now there's a second show happening and Bravo's not capitalizing on Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Every week. If you
1: pitch that show you better pitch me with it.
2: <laughs> That's what I said. I said, yeah. well by the way, you got to you still got to teach me how to use TikTok. Okay. I don't even know how to do the pointy thing you do behind. I don't even know how to do that stuff.
1: It's just so wild because I remember when the stuff came out about Bill online, I was like choosing to not believe it because I me like too. Bill.
2: Me too. 100% And now
1: it's like, oh no, it was real, but also it was 10 years ago. So do you feel like it was, it's right for them to bring that back up, even though it was 10 years ago?
2: It's right in the sense that she's denied it for so long. And if they knew it was true, then it's like, how are you going to be honest or come for any of us when you're not honest about your own life? Um, And honestly, and, and by the way, if you then take that into account, then it's almost Bill's fault for her getting these drastic procedures and and like you you sense that there potentially is this deep hurt within jennifer that is making her want to change her appearance so bad because she wasn't good enough or sexy enough for her own husband potentially and now bill is you know bill is one of those people that we all love I found him so charming, but in a nerdy mm-hmm. way where he could never hurt her or never hurt anybody. So that to me is this weird kind of charming of somebody that's like happy where they're at. And we realize he's just like every other D-bag dude. Like we just realized that he is exactly like everybody. And if he did it once, he could do it again. And especially with all this popularity, all of us people, I've seen every lady online be like, Bill's handsome mm-hmm. all of a sudden. Like, you know, like, ooh, he looks better. And it was a bummer for me. And I felt bad for Jennifer in that that capacity i'm curious to hear it from bill's side if we if we obviously now that it's open i'm sure we will hear bill talk about it and maybe that's why you know because she got in the show in the last 10 years maybe he bought her the new because i know she got the house to get on the show and she got like this so maybe he's been paying ever since to try to make her happy or or who knows what his life is like if that guy's cheating and we thought he wasn't (laughs) then like he's a He's potentially a good cheater. Yeah.
1: What's your shirt about Tristan Thompson that you might have to make one about Bill Aiden.
2: Oh my God. <laughs> it's, do, uh, stop sleeping with Tristan Thompson. <laughs> like, because what well, guys it's so bad. It's good. Merch.com. And it's the perfect shirt. If you're out, uh, out on the town on the night, you have a couple drinks. <laughs> it's a shirt to remind you, if you ever come into contact with Tristan Thompson, not to sleep <laughs> with him. There's also going to be a, a shirt coming up. Don't sleep with Nick Cannon oh, either God. because you know, that's an automatic baby. If you do. But where there's a whole line of people not to sleep. Cause I think these shirts really are, you know, I want everybody to go out and have a good time, but I want people to be safe. Yes. And it's, if you have that on your shirt, it is like, it's, it's been proven 70% less likely for you to actually sleep with Tristan.
1: We need to also add Austin Kroll. Don't sleep with Austin. Oh my. Kroll. See, see,
2: this is, and by the way, this one, the t-shirt will be like, thought this was obvious, <laughs> but just in yeah. case, don't sleep with Austin Kroll. And don't let him lick you from front to back. Oh, my God. It
1: gives me the egg. That's what he said. That's what he said. I know. It gives me the egg. Okay. To bring this to an end, I usually rate season premieres on a scale of one to seven. And then, like, okay, Winter House, I did one to seven hot tubs. Obviously, seven hot tubs being the best, one being the worst. But what should we rate the New Jersey premiere out of?
2: Jennifer's noses. (laughs)
1: Okay, but the the, the <laughs> higher, the better. So what would you give it? Yeah,
2: I personally, I think I would give this like a 5.5. Mm-hmm. I was going to say six. Like, I mean, because I, but also I want to say like, I think other people might even rate it higher, but I'm just so desensitized to this. And we're coming off a wild weekend in Aspen with the Beverly Hills ladies, where I felt like I watched an episode. Mm-hmm. So to me, like, this is great. I feel like it gives us a really good season. Was I, like, I was jaw dropped at that last moment. The last twenty seconds was amazing, and I think we've got a great season ahead of us. And I think it'll be really tough. Me vote anything a seven anymore? I don't know. You know, we're just so used <laughs> to so much drama that, like, well, that's what scares me. It's like, where do we go right. from here? It's like somebody like say then the body got thrown over the building and that like that would be like Uh, oh my god i've never seen that four and a half yeah no just kidding yeah yeah, exactly
1: well ryan tiki bailey thank you for joining morgan's pop talks this week you guys if you do not follow him on instagram if you do not subscribe to his podcast do it it's so bad it's good with ryan bailey okay that was fun you guys don't forget before you go to please 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 leave a review it means the world to me. If you're on Spotify, there's a little boop, boop five-star rating at the top. All you got to do is click it. If you're on Apple, same thing. You can leave a star rating or you can also leave a written review. You guys, your written reviews have been so nice lately. They just make me tear up a little bit. So thank you very, very much. Don't forget if you want to be on the podcast, if you want to do a deep dive question, you can submit every week, please. I had a lot of people be private this week and I couldn't message them back. So if you do submit, make your profile public for like a day so that you don't miss out on the opportunity. All right. Okay. Pop talks fam. We'll see you back here next week. Bye.
0: Everyone is howling about Paws of Fury. It's the most fun comedy of the summer. I am your father. What? am no, not. Michael Sarah. It's showtime! And Samuel L. Jackson. What the mother-father kind of spaniel's going on here? Pause of Fury. Only in theaters this Friday. Ready PG.